we're relating with everything based on, you know, what's going on inside of ourselves. And that starts with our nervous system. Like, does, do we feel safe to have what we say that we want? Do we feel safe to be joyous, to be abundant um, at different levels of finances? If we take that, you know, a lot of times our ego or our mind thinks that we want something, but we're not prepared to receive or steward the responsibility for that level of abundance. And so, you know, everything is in alignment at all times, right? So we can't trick energy. You know, that's why I like to work at the energetic level because mindset work is is a part of things, but it is superficial because it is the frequency of our energy that informs the thoughts that our mind can think. So if you upgrade your energy, your thoughts naturally change. The way that you see yourself and the world and others upgrades with you. So I think, you know, we've had this movement of mindset and belief work for a long time. And yes, you know, I'm not saying don't do any of that. And I'm saying there's like a back door, like a secret code that you can go to and just going right to the source of how prepared is my body to be the steward of the more that I say that I want to be experiencing. And that can be financial or otherwise. Welcome to Masculine Mastery, a show dedicated to helping men open their hearts, rise into their greatness, and liberate their most alive, awaken, and authentic selves. My name is Christopher August, and I invite you to join me each week alongside some of today's most respected thought leaders, where we'll be diving deep into a wide range of topics to support the evolution of masculinity and the consciousness of this planet. What's happening, everyone? Feels so good to be back in the space. Took a few weeks off just to recalibrate my energy before we move into this next year of 2023. However, I still have a few unreleased episodes and conversations that I had that I wanted to get out into the field before the end of this year. And one of those episodes was with my friend, Carrie Nola, and she is a mentor to healers to help them step into a more prosperous and abundant life. Now, there are many, many teachings out there. There are, There's a lot of content on wealth, wealth generation, wealth creation. But I love Carrie's approach because she takes an inside out approach and similar to how I view this entire realm that we are inherently prosperous. That's how we are born within ourselves. Yet the conditioning and programming that we endure throughout our lives tells us otherwise. And because of that, we live in lack, we live in fear, we live in worry, we live in doubt. And so Carrie helps people to recalibrate their energy and energy is such a key part of this as we'll talk about in the episode, your energy matters. And if you, you can fix your mindset all day long, but if your energy is not right, then really you cannot change your outer circumstances. So everything begins within. And so her teachings and everything that she talks about in this episode is how to cultivate prosperity from the inside out, returning back to your true nature, to your natural state. 
And yeah, I'm really, really excited about this and uh, for all of you guys to to listen. Before we get into this episode, um, I just wanted to kind of give you a heads up of what's going to be transpiring over this next quarter, these next this next year with the Masculine Mastery Podcast. I'm going to be taking a few weeks off in the first part of January just to um, center myself. I'm going to be doing some traveling and then I'm back recording full-time. I'm going to be bringing through so many incredible people onto the show with a variety of topics. This first part of um, you know, this year with the podcast has been really all about healing and diving into the shadow. There's been a lot of talk in regards to our own inner child, into our shadow, like I mentioned, into healing the depths of ourself. Because in order to step into our higher purpose and our vision for life, we must peel back the layers and to heal the parts of ourselves that we've abandoned or rejected and reintegrate that back into ourselves. And so this next year, I'm going to be bringing through a wide variety of topics, and I'm really, really excited. Um, And we're also going to be launching a inner circle, a mastermind and a brotherhood for men to come together to up level themselves in their health, in their relationships, in their wealth, in their business, and so on. And so stay tuned for more details on that. And if you like this episode. If you love this podcast, you've been listening, I would very, very much appreciate it if you can head on over to Apple or Spotify, follow us, subscribe to us and rate us. And that helps us to get this, these conversations out to more and more people. And so with that said, I am ready to dive into this episode with Carrie Nola and I will catch you guys on the other side. Much love. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Masculine Mastery Podcast. And today I have a special guest on, Carrie Nola. She is an intuitive mentor for healers, people that are doing some beautiful work in the world and really helping them to step into a space of prosperity and abundance within themselves so they can fully share their gifts with others in the world. And there's so much that I'm really excited about this conversation. And and Carrie and I recently met uh, through a mutual friend, Nina Camille, and she was doing and is doing at the moment a 10-day freedom challenge. And both Carrie and I were speaking on a panel there and just felt a deep resonance. So here we are in the space of podcasting just a few days later. So welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. I love, yeah, the resonance between us and I'm excited to see what we're going to co-create. I love that we haven't planned anything. It's we're going to be used today, (laughs) I imagine, for exactly what needs to be heard. That's exactly it. And that's how I like to roll here. I don't really, I had a podcast before this one several years ago and um, a lot of it was, you know, really powerful conversations, but very methodical in the sense of like having questions planned ahead of time. And for these conversations, I like to allow the natural, you know, human flow to, and also the intuitive flow to kind of just come into the space. And so um, that's what we're going to allow for today. And so, uh, before we get into the actual like theme of today's show and podcast and conversation around prosperity and abundance and all of that, I just want to get a little bit about, you know, a little, know a little bit more about your background and, and everything that you've been up to. I know a little bit about your story, but if you just want to share that with others. Sure. So 
My journey started uh, professionally anyway, as a uh, licensed psychotherapist with a focus on trauma, healing, and uh, dissociation, how we call back home parts of ourselves that have gotten disconnected through a variety of human experiences and lifing as we all go through it. And really had a unusually easy time building my practice and attracting and magnetizing the aligned clients. Um, however, I did notice this feast and famine cycle, which uh, with resources and, and finances in particular, that I was trying to understand. And over the course of several years, I did begin to um, get a glimpse of what that was actually about. And launched a messages from shadow oracle deck and healing system that actually helped me through the dark time of understanding my relationship with having more of what was for me and then began to train others and slowly began to transition out of the trenches of psychotherapy work and began helping other therapists, coaches, and healers to understand their relationship with receiving and to repair um, the disconnects that were there. And I've been at that for, gosh, about eight years now and um, really just loving the opportunity to help more people get their medicine and their work into the world. Mm. Amazing and, and really powerful that you're able to be in that space, you know, as a healer, as somebody that is helping people to grow and evolve and transform and then stepping into this space now and looking and doing the same thing, but really with the intention and sort of the insight as what it means to build a practice and to grow as an entrepreneur and to receive, which was a key word that you use there. And something that, um, you know, obviously the topic of money being extremely still like really taboo and people don't want to talk about it, especially within the realm of spirituality. And I find, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation and perhaps we can dive into that today, but there's so much wounding around money. There's so much wounding around receiving and actually stepping into that space of prosperity, which I believe is already within you. It's just clearing away the roadblocks and all the things that have gotten the way from actually revealing your true nature, which is prosperous, which is whole, which is wise, which is loving and all of that. So um, really, really where I want to start today and what I want to dive into is first, what are some of the blocks that you see and maybe the top one, two, three blocks that you see from people um, and in regards to abundance, in regards to money and actually receiving? Well, I want to talk about that in two ways. One is what are the blocks and uh, I think more importantly, how they manifest, right? Because what is keeping uh, us from having abundance is is typically, it's only a few things, you know, it's our belief that we can't have it. It's our belief that we're not worthy of it. It's our um, imbalance with giving more than we receive. And we haven't learned how to harmonize that. Um, our nervous system isn't primed and open or available enough because of trauma and, you know, life experience, um, uh, things in our lineage or ancestry patterns that have been inherited and agreed upon uh, at the soul level. So 
you know, there's, those are a few, but then the way that this manifests for each of us is different. So sometimes we don't, we have a hard time receiving anything at all. Um, other times we receive, but then we can't hold on to it. So it leaves very quickly. Um, sometimes it trickles in, but it feels like we have to, um, we're not sure if more is going to come. Other times we have to work really hard to feel like we can earn it. So there's a lot of hustle and grind energy that's not really aligned. So yeah, it's, it's quite basic, although we sense it really complex. Um, and this isn't to minimize the pain that we go through when we long for something that we're not experiencing yet. Um, and it's to say that when we look at these spots and we investigate and illuminate what's hiding here, we can begin to unwind these things. And I'll also say that it's, you know, if you're here looking for like the three simple ways to do that, uh, you're going to be disappointed because I'm not that girl. I was just talking to a friend this morning and I was like, you know, my work is kind of like fine dining. It takes a long time to marinate, to simmer, to really taste the deliciousness. Whereas other work is more like fast food, you know, the three simple steps. And it's like, yes, those can generate some outcomes and results. And sometimes they're sustainable. But in my experience, like this is soul work. This is our relationship with letting life have its way with us, like letting life enter us and, and work its magic. And that's not fast stuff. You know, that takes time and it, um, it takes the time that it takes. And each of our souls are here on a different journey meant to touch different frequencies of prosperity. And also, it's just occurring to me about how we define prosperity. You know, some people think that's an amount of money or, you know, some experience of luxury. So I want to just offer that my definition of prosperity or abundance is relating to the enoughness of life. And in my community, we actually have a, a document called the Abundance Tracker, and there's like 15 different categories with room for, you know, my students to add, which is looking at abundance beyond finances. Like, what are you receiving that isn't financial? Because sometimes you're wildly abundant and prosperous, but if your eye is only over here on the, where's the money, where's the money, where's the money? then the support that's coming in, the resources, the opportunities, the creative flow, you know, the love, the health, the other categories are being dishonored, which in and of itself creates a block because when you're not acknowledging what is there, you're, you're closed, you're compressed, you're not available to more. And that's not like a superficial spiritual bypass gratitude practice. That's just reality, like what is coming, what is here and what's not yet. Mm -hmm. um, so holding both of those. Yeah, that was really beautiful and uh, beautifully explained. You know, there's, there's so much there to unpack and I'm glad that you brought things around to also define what prosperity truly is, what abundance truly is, because I, of course it's easy to, to just 
think about the money, right? But really it's a state of consciousness and a way of a way of being and understanding that it does fill up these multiple, multiple categories in life. And, you know, that's been something that I've had a lot of uh, trouble with. And I know most people have, but, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, somebody that of course is working in, you know, for himself, but also here to share my gifts with the world, to serve others, to help them grow, heal and evolve. And, you know, I think the mentality, especially around that realm of business has been, I mean, there's, there's a lot of wounding there that I've seen and also experienced within myself in regards to, yeah, am am I charging? Should I charge for this? Should I do this, you know, in order to, um, yeah, make a living from what I'm doing, but there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot there that I would love to also explore with you that mentality around it. But before I get into that, I just want to dive a little bit deeper into, yeah, prosperity in itself and how you've, really cultivated this in, in doing this from the inside out, because I know a lot of your work is very somatic and it works on a deep cellular level, not just on a mental level, which I think a lot of us like to work from. So can you dive a little bit deeper into that and like really cultivating it from the depths of, of your beingness? Mm, absolutely. I mean, for me with my therapy background, what I know to be true is that we're relating with everything based on, you know, what's going on inside of ourselves. And that starts with our nervous system. Like, does, do we feel safe to have what we say that we want? Do we feel safe to be joyous, to be abundant um, at different levels of finances? If we take that, you know, a lot of times our ego or our mind thinks that we want something, but we're not prepared to receive or steward the responsibility for that level of abundance. And so, you know, everything is in alignment at all times, right? So we can't trick energy. You know, that's why I like to work at the energetic level because mindset work is, is a part of things, but it is superficial because it is the frequency of our energy that informs the thoughts that our mind can think. So if you upgrade your energy, your thoughts naturally change. The way that you see yourself and the world and others upgrades with you. So I think, you know, we've had this movement of mindset and belief work for a long time. And yes, you know, I'm not saying don't do any of that. And I'm saying there's like a back door, like a secret code that you can go to and just going right to the source of, of you know, how prepared is my body to be the steward of the more that I say that I want to be experiencing. And that can be financial or otherwise. And I think we're seeing more and more of that. You know, um, I know your history with breath work and all the uh, beauty that you create there, but what are like the, the avenues that we have to transmute the things going on in our system that we know about that we don't know about. Um, you know, if what you want is not in your reality, whether you know why or not, there is something there. And Chris, you and I talked about this recently. It's either that you need to cultivate more patience and maturity to wait for 
the divine timing of that to come to fruition, or other times there is some work to do. Um, both I think are work. Sometimes it's the work of patience and waiting and, uh, like being able to hold the tension of that waiting period. Um, and sometimes it's the inner work of, of clearing, um, a trauma or a block of some sort. Um, but yeah, does that answer your question? I could go on for days here. No, absolutely. And I, and I think starting, especially on the energetic level is so important because that is the first level, right? And the physical level and what we're experiencing, of course, going through the mental bodies, emotional bodies and all of that, but the last being the physical. And so, you know, a lot of times, especially when it comes to an illness, it's like, oh, we're treating the symptoms of something that's happening, but we're not actually going back to the original source and in this case, energetics. And so I think that's such a, such an important note to make there. Because, you know, we really, if we're trying to work backwards, it's going to be almost impossible to do instead of going right to that, that point. And the last point you made about, you know, being patient and, and trust and all of that. And that's, that's been my journey has been, uh, the, just like trusting my path, trusting myself, trusting life and knowing that, I will always be taken care of. And sometimes it's, it's feeling unsafe and inadequate, especially if the bank account is feeling low, right? And you're like really nervous of when that next paycheck might come or that next client might come, but then just falling and free falling into trust. And then always something happens to be able to catapult you. And, you know, that has been probably my greatest lesson so far has just been falling into that trust on a deep level. And it's interesting because last night um, I was thinking about our conversation today and I was going through one of my gene keys, which is in the sphere of my radiance, uh, gene key 48, and it's the shadow of inadequacy and the gift of resourcefulness. And the shadow of inadequacy, as Richard explains it in that book, is that there is like a persistent fear. And it's almost a fear that all humans have of this like unknown and not knowing. And this creates a deep sense of inadequacy within the human body. And it's almost like a fear, especially if it's imprinted in your jinkies profile, it just kind of stays there. And oftentimes, and we can get into some shadow stuff, is that we like, we don't, we, we don't want to see it. We want to run from it. But the invitation is to go into it. And once you go into it and trust that and trust every other feeling of your body, because the body is this most wise thing that we have, then that is where the magic occurs. And that is where we can tap into that well of prosperity or whatever else it might be. So, yeah, it was just really fitting uh, contemplating that last night before our conversation. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, there's always those little winks and nudges of like, oh, look, you're you've got your eye on the on the thing. Um, this conversation is really alive, and um, I really love that you brought up the shadow because I think one of the things we do when we don't trust ourselves or we're scared and remember these things aren't conscious. I mean, you can want to trust yourself, you can you know see the three step plan to trust yourself, but again, this is nervous system. Like you you have to feel safe. It's kind of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Do we have to trust to feel safe or do we have to feel safe to trust? And, you know, I think it's a combination because I think it's a very primal experience of if we don't feel safe, none of our higher faculties are really available 
to, to come online because we are in fight or flight mode. We are in freeze mode. And um, because we're so afraid, we typically grasp outside of ourselves. And that's why we're easily seduced by these um, approaches that are sold to us as these quick fixes. It's like we're so desperate for change that we lose our sovereignty and we lose our center and we start letting other people we outsource our knowing or our results to someone else. Now, certainly teaming up and collaborating and having another human remind us and help us remember, of course. And we have to be careful of which part of us is choosing that external resource or that support so that we're not manipulated into a path that really isn't bringing us back home to ourselves and our own and our own truth. And yeah, it's like, it is absolutely true that we have to trust ourselves, but I hear people say, yeah, but how? Like, but I don't have any evidence, you know, and that's part of what I help people do is like, can we find the evidence of how you have been taken care of? It may not have been in the way that you wanted. It may not been, you know, in your preferred way, but how has life had your back? And when we can find one example we can typically find two. And if we can find two, we can find three. And if we can find three, and if we can build that evidence and that proof, you know, our spiritual self doesn't need that. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so cared for. And the whole cosmos wants me to succeed. But our human is like, I don't fucking know. Like, does anybody have my back? I feel alone. I feel isolated. You know, maybe in our earliest years, our providers didn't know how to meet our needs. Like maybe we were fed physically, but were we fed emotionally? Did, did we, were we seen, were we heard, were we supported in emerging as our true self? And those are the things that we carry on. If our original providers, AKA typically our parents, were not able to provide in a way that was fully satisfying or satiating to us, then we don't trust that we'll be provided for later. And that's what creates our need to hustle and our need to, um, kind of abandon ourself or that possibility. Mm. Key, key points there, hundred percent. And I mean, the work, the coaching work that I do and imagining it's pretty much the same for you working psychosomatically is like really where the true wounds lie that, you know, most of the time, I would say 90% of the time is in those especially the first cycle zero to seven, which is where we're highly susceptible to imprinting and all of our environment as we're just sponges at that time. And then the second level of being seven to 14, which is our emotional development, our sexual development, all of that. Uh, very two, two very powerful cycles in which people carry a lot from. Um, and, you know, I think it's really important to get down into the body to understand where that energy has been repressed and suppressed and be able to liberate that. And, you know, just using the example of working with the breath as a beautiful tool is that really what the breath is doing is it's just kind of scrubbing and cleaning those areas and liberating that energy because really at the end of the day, when you liberate more light of your life force, your prana, your chi, the more creativity comes to the table, the more you're liberating more of yourself, your truth, all of that. And, you know, one conversation that we did have and something that you've already mentioned so far in this conversation is that 
there are so many people out there that are selling these quick fixes and and selling these things and teaching about money and finance and and abundance and prosperity and all of that that I feel and the reason I w- was hesitant to have this conversation with just anybody is because of that there's a lot of people out there that I don't feel are in true integrity with this work and that's why I wanted to to bring you on to talk about it because really the level in which you're working is how we need to operate in order to really find the depth of of who we are and why we're here and and how we can truly liberate that prosperity that is within. Mm. Well, thank you for seeing that in me and my work, Chris. Integrity is a really significant value of mine. And and part of that is embodiment, is, is being a walking, living emanation of my transmission that I offer. So it's like, if anyone came behind the scenes to my life or my business, like I'm living this work and um, it's not about how much money I have in my bank account. I have, I have more than I've, I've had. Um, I'm not a millionaire yet. I'm not a multimillionaire, you know? And I think a lot of times people see the flash of the numbers and they assume that means that someone can be helpful. And a lot of times, yes, they can, but this work is operating at many layers of consciousness and and people can only teach from the level of consciousness that they have access to. And we can only receive um, the level of access that we have as well. So I think there's, there's something for everyone. And what I invite people to do is like feel for truth with a capital T, you know, it's like, yes, some of these offerings have a time and a place and a layer of truth and there can be a higher, more truer truth that is available if you're willing to see it. However, when you work at the higher levels of truth, it also asks more of you. So if you want to maintain your victim consciousness, poor me, the economy, you know, all of these different pieces, my history, you know, yes, we, we need to love on that part of us that feels victimized and perhaps has been a victim of different experiences. And in order to move beyond that, we also have to take responsibility for what is ours to be, to do, and to have. And I find that that's a real choice point for us. Um, You know, to have more needs more of our power online, and we need to be in right relationship with that power. And for me, power is being immovable in, in truth, in what we know and feel and sense to be true, so that we're not wobbling or going off center at um, everything that's coming in our direction. And, and no, we're not, none of us are perfect at that, but it's, it's holding the intention. It's, it's knowing that that's possible and living to the truest um, standard for yourself, um, not colluding with those, those smaller stories and versions and, um, yeah, I feel like my spaces are a beautiful mix between the two. Like I understand trauma and I understand what those tender wounded parts of us need. And I also don't collude with the story that because of those things, you can't be or do or have the stuff over here. Um, it's reminding me that some of my work is also focused on calling in the future version of us. Um, you know, our soul doesn't know the difference between now and then, right? So it's like, if we could go back into the past, like that's not actually happening right now, then that would mean that we could also go into the future 
and to bring in those aspects. Um, and that's really fun too, because sometimes it's really dense and dark in the intensity of the past, not to avoid it, but to include the future and the light and the, the gifts and medicine that are available there for us to call on right here and now. Mm. Absolutely. And I, and I think the biggest shift that needs to happen, which you started to talk about is, you know, life is not happening to me and it's happening through me. And, you know, that's a huge distinguishing factor is to take that responsibility and take ownership for your reality. Because at the end of the day, you are the creator of your reality. Everything that you see around you has been created through you, through your consciousness. And I know that's not an easy thing for people to grasp, especially right away. But over time, and you begin to take ownership of what your creation is, you begin to feel more of a sense of empowerment as well, because then you have the ability to shift that. And, you know, of course, that 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 takes you through many layers. And this work isn't always sexy. You know, it's it's not the quick fix, like you said, of the three steps or the five steps or whatever it is. It requires a deep level of commitment and growth, you know, to be able to go into these sticky spots and these these parts of yourself that not everybody wants to look at. But the gems that are on the other side of doing this work are beyond anything that you can possibly imagine. And so that's why this work is so invigorating and also uh, powerful. And so I'm with you on that one, just really being in that that evolution of, of what this work calls on me and everybody else that steps into this space. But, you know, I know on the other side of this, and as of course, you know, we grow in our awareness and, and we're our perspective shift, you know, our life changes as well. And, and all of these beautiful things happen, but yeah, I think really the angle that I want to take now is like people listening to this conversation, I think we've, we've given a really beautiful background about the work that you do and, and the way in which you work. Um, but to bring it into some sort of practicality and simplicity, let's say somebody right now listening to this, it's like, okay, I hear you. Like I'm ready to do the work. You're ready to do this. Where's the first place that I can start to start to understand the limitations, uh, the blocks, the barriers that I'm holding within around abundance and prosperity? And what are some of the questions that I might be able to ask myself right now to be able to start this process of, of you know, uncovering what it is that I'm holding on to and what it, what it is that wants to be seen and, and also released? Beautiful. This, I can give some simple and very practical direct steps. Um, and I've seen tremendous shifts in myself and in my clients using this as a practice. And it's where I start most people. And it's, uh, first, there's a bit of a concept, which is relating to your money as though it were your partner. And the first place is, what's the status like if you were to put a relationship status on Facebook right now between you and your money, how's it going, right? Are you, you know, estranged? Are you close? Are you far away? Are you hostile? Are you resentful? Are you, it's complicated, you know, whatever. But we want to identify like, what is the state right now? Because most of the time I find that people who don't have what they want are either uh, controlling 
their money, like holding it so tight every day, looking and looking and, oh my God, there's not enough. And you're not enough. And uh, you're, you're trying to, you know, you're, you're withholding from me and I need more from you and all of this, or they're burying their head in the sand and, you know, things are bouncing or they have no idea what's going on. There's not a relationship with the energy. So step one, could you imagine money as your partner and you might not like that partner right now. You might not feel very close. I'm assuming you wouldn't if you are struggling. Um, and could you just get honest with yourself about what's the state of that relationship in this moment? And then I invite you on a daily practice. I did this practice daily for two years when I was once and for all, like, I will not have this in my life anymore, this feast and famine cycle. I will do whatever it takes. And this is a money date journaling practice. And money, I'm grateful to you for. Money, I'm so angry with you about. Yeah. Money, I'm really turned on when you, money, it really, you know, makes me feel scared when money, I feel so sad about. Right. So just like you would do to a partner, you're kind of emptying that basket of all the things that have built up in there. Then here's where it gets sexy. I want you to replace the word money with mom and read all those sentences again and see how it fits. Then I want you to replace that word money with dad and read all the statements again and see how it fits. Often what I find is we are projecting our wounds with our original providers onto money as our provider now. And it is mind-blowing what we can discover. But also, I want you to feel the transmission of the unwinding that is possible, the letting go that can happen when we just see, oh, I didn't know I was doing that. Oh, right? So because a lot of people ask me after that, okay, cool, what do I do? Right. But that takes us back into the mind. It's like, what if you just sat with it and you felt what was there as you have that awareness? Like how accessible is that in the body? Where is it in the body? Could you go into that sensation instead of going away from it or trying to get it to change? Right. A lot of times we try to control and manipulate our healing. Now, I want you to stay within your range. You don't need to push yourself to the point of, of collapsing or breaking, um, but feel what's available to be felt and stay with it like 10 seconds longer than you thought you could and then go about your life and then come back to the practice again. Um, simple, but so profound as a way to build a relationship with your resources. Hmm. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, I think just a practice like that can shift so much for somebody. And, you know, that last part of actually feeling things as well, like you're writing things out, sharing your your thoughts and what's coming up for you, and then actually going into the feeling sense, because that is really where the true healing lies 
and for us. And, you know, these patterns, and I, I think it's, it's important to be honest that the deeper these patterns have been ingrained within us, especially, you know, growing up with our caregivers and the, everything they were carrying and saying around the household, you know, sometimes these patterns take some time to shift, you know, and you, you're letting go a little bit more, a little bit more of that energy and, you know, then there comes the time where the breakthrough happens, right? And and you really release the majority of that energy and then things begin to shift. And so I think having a daily practice, as you discussed, is really uh, important because you're building sort of these neural networks with this and then being able to then shift and transmute energy as it comes up. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely. And if anyone wants a copy of that, I do have a free money date journal. Um, and it's not up on my website just yet, but um, yeah, we can talk at the end about how they can get in contact with me. I'd love to gift any listeners that as an experience, if they want to um, have a more guided practice, like what are those questions and you know how, yeah, creating space for that to be available. Beautiful. And I, and I also want to add um, and just kind of give you a shout out as well. I, I, before we hopped on the podcast and of course, when we first met just a few days ago, I wanted to check out more of your work. So I checked out a free masterclass and then I also got opted into your newsletter where you share sort of these six days of, or how many, how many days was it? Six yeah, days of the abundance yeah, okay. activation challenge. Yeah. yeah. That is on my website. Yep. Yeah. And so I thought that was also a really powerful way to to tap into this with really simple questions, but also to get you thinking and actually get you into the spot of like, hey, where where am I feeling blocked right now? And um, yeah, I think those questions were really, really powerful. So um, I just wanted to give that a plug as well for you. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes I forget what I create. I like get so excited <laughs> I know, and yeah. I put it out there and then I'm on to the next thing. And it's like, oh yeah, I just got an email last week from someone who did that abundance activation challenge. And she said, you know, I have been stuck around this feast and famine for years and nothing's touched it. And I did this six day thing and I am in a completely new spot. Not only did I touch the new spot, but like I'm maintaining it and continuing to grow from there. So hmm. You know, when things come through me, I, I offer them as a gift and I trust that whoever comes in contact um, can have miraculous moments like that. And I'll just say that, too, because I think I talk about the long, this is a long game, but also, you know, miracles are possible. And depending on where you are on your journey, sometimes it's just that one thing, that one insight that you hear, that one reflection back to something that you disconnected from or forgot. And that's it that's enough. And then it, you know, there's this unraveling and you're in a different spot. So I, I'm not like, it always has to be hard and, you mm. know, long. Sometimes it can be short and still beautiful. My old sex therapist self is like, that could be true about sex too. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, an eight hour lovemaking session is like exactly what the doctor ordered. And other times a quickie is like, yeah, that's what we need. So that is true with the work as well. You know, it's like, Depends on the moment, the season. Um, we're not all the same. We're, we're always changing and there's nuance to these pieces. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think actually a great segue here um, and something that I really wanted to touch on before, but kind of forgot about and it just kind of popped into my awareness is 
you know, obviously the listenership of this podcast being more male based, masculine mastery and helping men to really uh, step into their authentic selves. But we do have a lot of women listeners as well. Um, but I really want to touch on the idea and, and the aspect of polarity and masculine and feminine dynamics, specifically within the self um, and how it relates to actually our our prosperity and abundance and, and allowing that to come forth. Because I think, you know, mo- not even whether you relate to being a male or female um, externally, I think it's really, really powerful to touch on the internal balance of these energies because a lot of us are stuck in old programmed masculine ways of doing and being right. And just being able to hustle and grind, like we talked about in the beginning and just like pushing yourself, forcing, striving, all of these things that really can throw you off balance. Um, and so I really want to touch on that aspect of, of things. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. This is a huge component of how I run my community of abundance work is we actually have one call a month dedicated to embodying feminine practice and energy. And we have the other call a month that's dedicated to masculine embodiment as no matter the gender that we identify with physically or, you know, emotionally, the acknowledgement that, you know, birth happens, new life happens with the meeting of the sperm and the egg. So you're not going to create a new reality without the acknowledgement of your masculine and feminine energy. It's just, it's not how it works. So those of us that are more cultivated and oriented towards the masculine, um, we have structure, we have focus, we have direction, we have leadership. Those are the healthy expressions of the masculine. Now, if those are over expressed, we start getting into to shadow and you know unconscious patterns. Um, and those of us that are over cultivated or, or cultivated in the feminine, you know, we have access to flow and to that nurturance and um, just the the juice and radiance of life. Um, but too much of that is a flood right? And so we need the riverbank to allow that flow to have that direction. So in terms of relating to our money, the masculine would be the systems, the structures, the like the intentionality, the direction, like what do you need the money for? Like giving money a purpose really, I find matters. I was working with a client the other day in the Abundance Activator, and she was talking about she wants to start a savings account, but every time she does, she gets a bill in the exact amount of the money that she's saved. So she has a savings account, but then it goes for this. And I said, what's your intention of the account? And she said, to fund things that come up. And I said, beautiful, it's doing that. It's funding the need to fix the AC. It sounds like you want it to do something else though. What do you actually want it to do? And she said, well, I would like it to to grow and to, to live there. And I said, and I get to choose what I use it for, for joy and pleasure. I was like, cool, that's a different intention. Let's upgrade it and infuse that as you create this container to save money. Um, And now she's saving money and it's working, right? Um, So that's the masculine. Do you have the containers and the structure set up to hold what you receive? Hmm. And then the feminine is, are you in touch with your desires, do you know what you want? And are you open and flowing and flexible enough in life to allow that to come in, to allow that to emerge? Also, are you, are you listening to the impulse of, of life? 
you know, are you in tune with what's true? And are you willing to change course and direction when something else happens? You see, the masculine is committed, which is gorgeous and so important. The feminine is like, what's true in the moment? Like, I don't care that I said that five minutes ago or yesterday. Like, it's changed. I'm here. Like, this is true now. So we need a blend of the two to be able to to relate um, to that. So for people who are overly cultivated in their masculine, I like to invite that that softening and that flowing as a practice. And for those who are really cultivated in their feminine, I invite them to create some more structure um, to hold that flow in a meaningful way so that it's not just flowing all over the place with no intentionality or direction. Beautifully said. And yeah, I think that was a really important part of the conversation as well, because, you know, I think really throughout this life, and of course, there's always the delicate balance of the both. And and the more you heal and the more that you grow in awareness, the more that you can really tap into those energies uh, in a more conscious way and not allow them to dictate your life one way or another. And um, yeah, I think that's once you start tapping into that aspect of things, you know, the outer reality really begins to shift in a, in a really big way. So I think, uh, again, adding that to this conversation was, uh, was a really important point. Um, and really what I'll do at this point is kind of leave it to you. Is there anything else that you feel called to share in regards to your work and, um, anything else that this conversation has brought on at this point? Well, there's a little, there's a piece that's coming up with this uh, polarity and the the union of the masculine and feminine that I think I'm feeling called to name. And that is, you know, as masculine consciousness is healing and there, we're creating that link between uh, the heart and the sex, you know, like men are feeling safer to open emotionally and, and that we want their heart. We want your heart. Like we want your expression. We want that. And We want to feel your sex. We want to feel your power. We want to feel your purpose, that you're grounded, that you're here for something bigger than yourself. And I think the way that you are relating to uh, your resources allows you to be more trustable to the feminine, both your own feminine, but also the external feminine, because we feel that that occurs to us as primally, you know, as um, as trustable. And as uh, someone who is properly stewarding their their relationship to what they have, and that's that provider protector vibe that starts to come online. So often, uh, when I am helping people with their their money, I also check in with how juicy is their sex life, right? How open or available do the women feel to their partners, and how um, how erect, literally and figuratively, do the men feel in their capacity to lead their their life and their wife or their relationship in a meaningful direction. Um, and oftentimes this is the cleanup that the, the masculine and the feminine, both internally and externally need to do in order to bring more of that, that passion, that, that potency back. And they're simple fixes, but they require, they ask a lot of us, um, you know, individually. So since this is, uh, you know, masculine mastery. I just wanted to offer that piece um, and thank the men for for showing up, you know, for the work. I think men, 
and the masculine has really been demonized. And, and yes, there have been some really shadowy things. Um, the feminine has been buried and, you know, devalued, and that is beginning to reemerge in all of us, but, you know, men are needed and the masculine is such a gorgeous and important aspect. Um, so when I see those t-shirts, like the future is female, like that pisses me off and it doesn't feel true. It's like, no, like the future is unification. The future is all of us um, remembering our, our wholeness and working together um, in a way that's in right relationship with our gifts, our medicine and our power as individuals and as, as partners on the, on the path, whether intimate partner, you know, or otherwise. Mm. Beautifully said. Thank you for sharing those words and reflections. And yeah, you know, it's, it's something that of course this world is, is shifting very, very rapidly. And, and I think it really takes all of us, you know, and back to another Jinkies reference, Jinky 44, which is the city of synarchy and, and synarchy being this sort of this union of, of two poles. It's not a hierarchy anymore. It's a synarchy in which everybody is coming together, um, firstly within ourselves and then externally with others. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, I'm optimistic about where things are headed, but, uh, there's definitely still a lot of cleanup work and a lot of shadows to see before we get there. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm open for it all. So before I let you go, just wanted to, uh, tap into the resources you do have. I know we've mentioned a couple of them. Where can people find you and uh and tune in with your work absolutely so carrynola.com is my main website where there's links out to everything else and probably the easiest thing if you want to get your hands on the money date journal for free that i mentioned you can just contact me through my contact form there and my team will send that out to you as we're still building some of the the back end of that um and then also, you know, my community where I do this work on the on the regular is the Abundance Activator, and that's theabundanceactivator.com, which is also accessible from my other um, one as well. And um, that's it. And I play on Instagram with social media. So it's at Carrie underscore Nola if you're an Instagrammer and want to see just daily tidbits of this, um, these energetics of, of abundance. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for everything you're doing for the world and for your work. And um, yeah, really excited for anybody that decides to tap into her resources and everything she's up to. So with that being said, sending you many blessings, love, prosperity, peace, wholeness, and, and all goodness. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Chris.